and welcome back to episode 5 of the OK Cubecast. I'm your OK Cubecaster, Carl Mamer, and sitting with me, as always, is Lawrence. What are you, what are you drinking there, Lawrence? Yeah, something you found in my fridge. Is it beer? Oh, it's it's Ferners. Yeah, it's like a um it's one of those regional sodas. For some reason America has like regional sodas. It's it's this one's from Detroit. Yeah, I picked some up last time I was back in my hometown of Windsor, which is across the uh border from Detroit. Uh it's pretty tasty. I got that and I got uh Fago Red Pop. That's another kind of Detroit area regional soda. Uh have you heard of um, Insane Clown Posse? Yeah, it's their uh, it's, it's the official energy drink of Insane Clown Posse. Fago Red Pop. I know it does kind of look like that sort of discount sort of soda you get in um, you get in I don't know Asian grocery stores or something like that, but it's it's surprisingly good. Um, no, yeah, we're not really going for a soda or a cola company endorsement deal on on uh okay keep cast i guess this is just the reason what this is the reason this episode lawrence you're not saying anything because you're too bit you yeah you're too busy drinking it is good i i will admit it yeah it's like aged i don't know like four years in oak barrels or something when do we, when do we have performance reviews um I guess those are those are those are coming up. Raises. My guess is, I, I, one thing I have noticed is that the the percentage in raise seems to be strongly related to the dollar value of the gift card we get at Christmas time. Higher the dollar value of the gift card, larger the kind of across the board percentage raises we get. I don't. I don't know. Yours may be more, maybe less. These things are always a mystery. But yeah, you are not. Uh, you're at least not the the worst or the second worst paid person at the company. There's um, it's an interesting actually economic phenomenon where the uh, minimum wage, the uh, almost everybody in society is usually uh, for raising the minimum wage, except. Uh, the people who make just above minimum wage, those are actually the people most opposed to the raising of the minimum wage. Uh, even though if the minimum wage is raised, there's actually no change in their financial status, people who are just, just above the minimum wage are really, really opposed because it now actually makes them the bottom makes them minimum wage earners as well, and people kind of take a certain, I don't know, certain pride of like, well, at least I'm not making minimum wage. I'm making ten cents an hour more than minimum wage, or I'm making fifty cents more an hour than minimum wage. And I notice that at times we sometimes we when we're single we kind of do this, um, you know, like like when we're working uh, at our company, you sort of look around and you kind of go. You know, well, I, I, I'm single, but, you know, at le- maybe at least I've got slightly better prospects than, you know, than like weird Frank over there or something. And, uh, 
but but then invariably you sort of find out that weird you know weird frank is 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 married and then you're like and he brings his wife to the company christmas party and you know and she's like she's a babe and it's you're like oh god you know even weird frank is a darwinian success and i'm not so that that can always be very very depressing so generally try to avoid that at work try to avoid sort of looking around your work and deciding which of your coworkers are also single and probably have uh, worse prospects than you. It will save you a lot of misery. I think the worst one I ever experienced was, not, not at our company, but I was working at a uh, company, well, what did we make? We made like Unix tools or something. They call them widgets. And, um, and there was this guy, let's uh, so let's call him Sean, okay? Just remember that, Lawrence. His nickname is Sean, or his uh, pseudonym is Sean. And uh, Sean, um, Sean was this kind of like little mutant guy. He um, he had like a side business selling uh, porn DVDs. This is kind of before uh, broadband internet. And uh, you only usually got broadband internet at work. Not most people are still on dial-up. So you know, being able to download great swaths of uh, pornography was uh, was difficult for most people. You know, it took you. Yeah, you might be too young to. No, you're almost young enough, or old enough to remember uh, the. Uh, what was it? What, what modem? You you started on modems. Fifty-six, fifty-six k. Yeah, I started. I started. What we call them three hundred baud. Yeah, yeah. That would, geez, like uh, your average, I don't know, nip slip picture would have probably taken you like an hour to download or something. But anyway, so um, yeah, right, Lawrence. There was no, no, no sexting or dick pics or whatever back in the uh, Commodore sixty four days. Anyway, so uh, quit interrupting, Lawrence. Um, yeah, that's what I'm suddenly the. the why, why do you deign me the, uh, the 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 historian of uh, online pornography? Do I look? Don't answer that. Anyway, this guy Sean. So he 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 had a little side career of uh, selling DVDs full of uh, pornography, uh, and he would use the the company network to actually download it, and then he would burn CD or CDs. Did I say DVDs? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day, we tied an onion to our belt. No, back in my day, we had it, it was CDs, and it it held like this incredible amount of data, like I don't know, seven hundred megabytes of data. So, so Sean would uh, use the company resources to burn pornography to CDs, and then and then sell them from the back of computer uh, newspapers, like uh, Toronto Computes or something like this. It was like a free newsprint. Oh, let's not even get to that Lawrence newsprint. Uh, it's like, I don't know. We kind of discovered the sideline business. One of my friends, I'll call I'll call him uh, Rick. Let's call him Rick. Rick Rick was searching for uh you know you know a splash screen. It's okay. oh, for for the for the listeners, a splash screen. When your computer uh program starts it usually sort of pops up this nice little screen that sort of tells you what you're what you've loaded and all the copyrighted data and all that sort of stuff. And it's got to look good to kind of inspire some confidence that, you know, that this might be a bug-free program you're, you're about to use. And, and it's called a, a splash screen. So it's my friend was sort of um, 
searching on the network, we called grepping back then, on the network for, uh, he assumed it would just be called Splash, or it'd have Splash in the name. And, uh, and so he was searching the whole network for anything with the word Splash in it. And in, in, and in his words, uh, what came up, uh, that was no Splash screen. One can imagine. Anyways, so uh, Sean was a Sean was a character, uh, and he he was he was probably the most offensive human being I think I've ever had to hang out with. Uh, you, you know, you go out for lunch with your coworkers, and Sean would come along, and uh, we would sort of walk down the street, and if you know an attractive woman is approaching. Um, now, usually, if you're kind of a computer nerd and an attractive woman is approaching, you've got several strategies. You can pretend you don't exist, which is usually the preferred strategy of us computer nerds. Uh, you can suddenly get very interested in whatever uh, PDA or, or you're using at that time, and uh, hope just pray that maybe she notices your your little portable. Uh, computer device and it's like you know ooh is that a um is that a newton yes believe it or not i i had a newton at at one point in my life or, or three you can you know um i guess it's like disappearing you can sort of uh jump over a uh, a wall and kind of lie prone until she passes and, but Sean would um he would start kind of like moaning very loudly like oh kind of like this long guttural kind of oh baby oh baby like like loud enough that not only could we hear but clearly she could hear as well and uh and he would he'd make no secret that he's kind of just basically looking her up and down and pretty much you know undressing her with his eyes and uh again i remind you he's standing right next to me and uh this is not incredibly painful but when she passes you would hope you would hope that the um, the embarrassment for everybody, including her, uh, would stop. But no, Sean would kind of uh, uh, stop and then turn around and, and, in his words, check out her can and continue his moaning, giving us his um, his assessment of of her her can. And um, so I, you know, I just kind of assumed that this guy Sean was single because he was uh he was a pig you know i thought if he was in kind of a long-term relationship he um he wouldn't be like that little i, I guess maybe it was very innocent back in back in the 90s or something but um one day we're out with sean and uh again i'm convinced you know that he is the other single guy in the company and he's the one below me in terms of you know worse prospects because at least i don't know i'm nice i i wash i shave i put on clothes without holes um i don't i'm not a pornographer that sort of thing and so one day we're out with sean and we're talking about the coming company christmas party and uh sean's like oh yeah you know i'm gonna bring uh i gotta bring my girlfriend and I'm, I'm kind of stunned. I'm like, um, oh, girlfriend. Well, um, I'll be, I'll be excited to uh, see her, Sean. And now my, you know, the wheels in my mind are turning. I'm like, 
girl, John has a girlfriend? Like, who, what, what? I, I, just, I could not imagine a woman with self-esteem so low that she would be in a relationship with this, this, this pig, this pig of a man. And, and so I, I just imagine maybe, like, was he hanging out in burn wards or something? Like, picking up, uh, you know, women who suffered disfiguring burns or something so I, I was a little I, I felt bad that you know this woman was going to show up and I don't know she's going to look like um, you, you know the uh, the the Star Trek episode I think it was called The Cage yeah, and the uh, the at, at the end of The Cage you sort of see what the, the beautiful woman really looks like I just sort of imagined yeah the one with Captain Captain Pike the guy in the wheelchair with the Yes, no, light. Right. And so I just sort of imagined a woman that kind of looked like that, I guess. And um, so the Christmas party rolls around, and he comes with his girlfriend. He's living with her, too, no no, no less. And, and she's she's just this beautiful woman. Um, uh, that's the only way to describe her, just this very, very beautiful woman. And I'm like, oh, oh dear. So, uh, I know you're wondering, you're, you are wondering, Lawrence, aren't you? Like, where do I, do, do I see you as having worse prospects or do I see me as having worse prospects? Well, you've, you're, well, you're younger, so, uh, and uh, so I'll well I'll just for the sake of argument let's say you have better prospects than I do, okay? We we're still friends. We're happy now, Lawrence. Okay, good. Anyway, so so if this wasn't awful enough, um, I mean I guess in some ways it was like well, I guess you know somebody found love, so let's not be to, you know, let's find some joy in at least that that this uh, this this man has found his soulmate kind of thing and then and she's found if not her soulmate in him I don't know somebody she can at least tolerate and uh so uh we're all, a few months later we're out uh we're out um having like calamari and beer and uh and I'm with my friend I'll call him um oh my friend uh, no we already introduced him Lawrence, please remind me. Uh, Rick. Wrote my friend Rick, the one who found uh, Sean's splash screen. Uh, I'm out with uh, Rick. And again, Rick is also single. And uh, uh, so, and as miserable and lonely as I am. And so the three of us were out for beer. And um, so Sean's like, you know, I he's like, after, I don't know, after we're, you know, we've pounded back a few, Sean's like, you know, I really, really. I envy you guys, and you know, Rick has also seen Sean's girlfriend. I, I should say she's got, she had quite large, uh, uh, what I guess you call breasts, and um, so uh, so to a, uh, you know, a man like Sean who uh, made no secret of appreciating the female form, this 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 very good-looking large breasted woman clearly was you know, must have been everything he could possibly desire so so it came as great surprise to us when when over you know after pounding back a few beers he sort of reveals that uh he he wants to be single like uh 
like like Rick Rick and I, and I'm sort of looking at him and I'm like, well, why would you want to be single? And he's like, I'd like to play the field. <sighs> and about at this point, I kind of I kind of had it. I I had to kind of unload. I'm I'm like, uh, Sean, um, what do you mean play the field? You know, he's like, I just want, I want to meet a bunch of women and sleep with a range of women. And I'm like I'm like, what what? field Sean do you think we're on I mean what the field we're on it's me and Rick there are no women on this field Sean uh so I guess that just kind of goes to show you that um you know sometimes men just don't really appreciate what they what they have it's like uh you know they have x and when they have x they want to trade up for 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 y so uh, women, you have to be kind of very careful that you know. Uh, I, men, men are kind of like fruit trees. You know, you have to sometimes prune them. You have to sort of remind them that this relationship is not as permanent as you know, the underwear their mother put in their drawers when they were a boy, and uh, they have yet to uh, ever get rid of. So, so uh, it's a very strange thing about men. So. Lawrence, you were wondering about socks or something. Last last podcast, I mentioned something about socks. Men don't pay enough attention to their socks, and 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 this. And I said I would talk about socks or something. Or what was I talking about? Um, we'll deal with that another podcast. I think we've got bigger topics to get to than 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 socks. Yeah, I was looking at my uh, OK Cupid thingy, and uh, there's some sort of defaults where it, it seems to complete itself, or like uh, you know the age range you're looking for. And I'm 46, and I swear that I, I don't think I set this myself. I swear they kind of had this age range. It set the minimum like 29 or something like that, and uh, um, 46, 29. Like lo- lo- like, what do you have? What's your minimum, Lawrence? You're tw- yeah, 28. 19. Did you set that yourself? No, you don't think you set that yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, um, tw- yeah, 29. I, I think I should make... Does that... Uh, it, it just looks maybe kind of creepy or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, 29. But um, I, I kind of I have like two two metrics for, um, you know, what is kind of actually a good minimum age for uh, for a woman for, for me. Yeah, the, the, the French have this bizarre one. I know, like, uh, I know, what is it, like, 12 plus your shoe size or something stupid like that. I don't know. But um, I got two metrics. One, um, uh, I, I, I want to meet a woman who who uh, remembers life before post-it notes. Yeah. I, I kind of realize, yeah, Lawrence said, you pretty much, you've always lived in a world with post-it notes. That, that's astounding. And uh, I also, too, um, this is another one of those, I don't know, one of those nerd kinks, one of those science geek kinks. Uh, uh, she should have a, a uh, smallpox scar. Um, I believe, I think in Canada, we stopped giving uh, smallpox vaccinations around 72. 
too. So to me, um, I think a woman who has a smallpox scar, if she doesn't have a smallpox scar, she might be too young for me. Remember I had one girlfriend, my first girlfriend actually, she had kind of a very visible smallpox scar. And, and then sort of the cohort under her uh, were smallpox scarless. So um, I sort of thought, well, you know, I just, you know, got that whole barely legal thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Post-it notes and smallpox vaccination scars. But, um, I, I know, you know, a lot of men are kind of like, they don't really don't really seem to really care like like you know uh how young the woman is and and i i mean i guess if you're just sort of like out dating for fun or something you know whatever but uh you know if you're kind of looking for a long-term relationship you have to begin to at 46 i have to begin to sort of think and i'm like you know you know a woman is too young it's like if she's you know one if she's like kind of you know, we get married and she's hitting maybe like her you know her cougar years i'm like hitting my uh you know adult diaper years so uh, you know i i don't think that's that doesn't seem romantic or even attractive you know um a bit younger than you is fine but you know i'm not going to be this you know you know hunk of completely fit manhood that you know you see before me i'm going to be eventually old and frail one day and and i guess i really don't want you know to have a you know still a still healthy vibrant cougarish wife uh you know condemn her to um keeping my depends in stock or something and i guess the, the final topic maybe we'll cover today is the um lying why do why do men lie in their profiles like like lies they're clearly never going to get away with when they actually meet the woman for the first time so you know i had uh i had this date a few weeks ago uh with this with this woman she arrived at the restaurant before me usually usually i like to get to the restaurant like about 5 minutes before the appointed time and sort of get the table and and so uh i i'm pretty distinctive, you know, between the blonde hair and the, and the, you know, uber hip eyeglasses and the jacket and tie. It's um, very recognizable, but, um, uh, the worst thing to do is, you know, you sort of show up and, uh, you know, she's sitting there and you don't recognize her. Uh, cause you know, sometimes, sometimes people don't quite look like their pictures. I don't know if I look like my pictures. Some people say I look like my pictures, but they might be they might be polite or something. I don't know. I, I I really hope they're not just being polite to me. I hope they're actually telling me the truth. Yeah, you look like your pictures. Uh, anyway, so um, but uh, she actually got there like about five minutes before my five minutes, and, and uh, but that was okay. I. I recognized her, and she looked like her pictures and stuff like that. And I, at some point in the date, I mentioned that, like, oh, you know, just you, know, you do look like your pictures. And she was very kind of cute, short-haired, red-headed woman. And uh, and she said, yeah, you know, I you know, I kind of got here, and I kind of saw this, um, I don't know, this kind of wreck of a man. I sort of first feared it was like, you know, it was, it was you that he's like, oh no, you know, guy, uh, you know, I've been I've been tricked, you know. So uh so she seemed kind of I don't know happy that 
I, what, I was the real McCoy or something. And, and, yeah. Going a little bit of a side, one, one of my women friends, uh, she, uh, she was going to go on a date with this guy, and, and uh, it was one of those, like, she's like, hmm, you know, he looks really good looking, you know, I don't know why he's really on a dating site. And I said, well, you know, send me his pictures, and she sent me his pictures, and, and to me, clearly, it was like, mm, yeah, these are rather professional, professionally done photos. And uh, so I, I, I uh, Google Images, this is a little known feature on Google Images. You type in images.google.com, and there's sort of like a little search bar where you might, you know, you might put in, I don't know. One Direction or hair restoration techniques or something like that, whatever. So, uh, but then just to the right of the uh, of the uh, input input field, there it looks like a little camera icon. Click on that camera icon, and, and this will actually let you upload a picture. You can do kind of a reverse image search, and, and so um, so uh, so I uploaded. Use that to upload the the images of this guy she sent me, and and. It, Google Images immediately sort of found it was a some sort of, I don't know, British weightlifter health guru or something. This guy had clearly just sort of stolen his pictures and was trying to pass himself off, you know, like this was me. And she and so I sent her the URLs. And, and fortunately, she, uh, she you know, she believed me. That it wasn't like, you know, wow, you've just, you know, created a whole new website with a .uk extension to because you're jealous or something. But no, no, she definitely... She definitely believed me, and um, uh, and and so she she decided she would kind of toy with the guy and just figure out what his game was. But I mean, she was two days away from actually sort of having a date with him, and it's like who knows what was going to turn out. So uh, I guess women out there, if you're kind of thinking some, maybe some of these photos look a little bit too good to be true, use that reverse images uh, Google search, and um, and why, and this is where, where it's one of those things where it's. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's okay for women to do, but it's creepy for guys to do. Is uh, women? It's I think it's perfectly okay to Google on the guy because, like I say, men men lie a little, and and, uh, and you know, they lie on their marital status. They lie about all sorts of things: their job, their height, even what they look like, their age. So, uh, ha- do not think you're being a creepy stalker by by googling. Uh, on a man, uh, but men, uh, you know, there's not a lot of axe murderer women out there, so I just resist trying to Google on her. Um, but so the question is, why do why do men why do men lie? Like you know, you know, men they uh, you know they claim they're younger and they're more physically fit and they're taller. Yeah, Lawrence, don't you're making some motion with your two hands that measuring off about like 10 or 11 inches of air with your hands don't yes right yes sometimes they lie about penis size but uh but even yes even penis size these are all things that you you are going to discover rather quickly are are complete lies and and so but some for some reason men think oh i I can lie i can get away with it and and the question is why do men why do men lie I, i think there's sort of two ways men sort of think about lying like why the justifying lying you know one you'd, you'd not give me a chance you know unless i claim to be six feet tall 175 pounds and 10 years younger they somehow maintain this belief with the belief that they you know they do not have to give any woman a chance who was actually you know under five foot two and 175 pounds and 10 years older so yeah 
think that's coming back to uh, issue I raised in episode one. Uh, what is what is okay for you to do is okay for women to do. Deal with it. And, and I think that their other line of thinking is, and I think they, there's some evidence to support it. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's justified, but there's the they they take a smidgen of truth and then and run with it what you know a common occurrence with men i guess um is, is that uh you know that they'll they'll hook you with like this lie like you know their 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 height and age and weight and and then you know they'll they'll kind of like talk to you for a while keep you keep you talking and and sort of develop this sort of you know set down these emotional tendrils and then when you actually meet the person and they're not at all like what they said they were that you know that that they think women aren't quite so willing to just sort of walk away from this time emotional in investment whereas you know i think uh, you know a lot of guys would be like you know like pff, i don't know you know fuck she's got a cups you know i'm i'm out of here so yeah, that's a bit of an issue. All right, so I guess we will wrap it up. Uh, next time we record, you you have a date, Lawrence. Yes, you do. This is is this this, this is not your first date from uh, OK Cupid, but your third date. Okay, yeah. So next time we record, you're gonna actually be on a date. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be interviewing uh, somebody, a uh, woman blogger who sort of does a, a blog about online dating and stuff. It should be should be quite interesting. So yes, you can go, you can go on your date, Lawrence. You can just be back before the streetlights come on. All right, okay, all right. So I guess that will wrap it up. This was the OK Cubecast. I'm your OK Cubecaster, Carl Mamer. And thanks again, Lawrence, for all the weird, weird hand signs you were doing while sitting on my couch. All right. Or do they call it sofa? It's a regional thing. Couch, sofa. All right. Out. Looking from a window above is like a story of love. Can you hear me? Came back only yesterday I'm moving farther away Want you near me All I needed was a love you gave All I needed for another day And all I ever knew Only you Sometimes when I think of her name When it's only a game And I need you Listen to the words that you say It's getting harder to stay When I see you All I need